0: Hello, I'm Kana. And I'm Andy. And welcome to Dip Games podcast number 10. 10. 10. <laughs> wow, who would have thought? Who would have thunk? I know. It's going well. Who would have thought that? Just <laughs> more
1: question. How many more questions? How many drinks have we had during that time? Oh, I suppose we'll have to tally that up. we have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably getting close to about 20 or 30 or at least. And what are you drinking today, Ambie? Uh It's called a Yangara Shiraz from McLaren Vale.
0: And I'm drinking a White Rabbit, um... White Rabbit, Ale. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. It's, it's a nice... It's a nice, well... Cheers. Oh, cheers.
1: There we are. You guys can guess what time we're recording this while listening to the Town Hall clock. We're in a, um... What's the bar called? 16 Antlers? Six, yeah, 16 Antlers. It's a rooftop bar on one of uh, Brisbane's hotels that's a stone's throw away from the, the big clock tower from the, uh, the city hall.
0: Well, yeah, that's the town hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah it's, it's an awesome view. You can see all those right over the city. So it's quite a, a bit of a mission finding the place, though, Andy. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I went up the wrong set of lifts. <laughs> And I'm wandering around the block trying to find this place. But yep. yeah, in the end, found it. Yep. Yep. We, we, we
1: had we had discussed whether we were going to do a, a second back-to-back interview. Or, sorry, back-to-back podcast. But um, I don't know about you what the price of your white rabbit was like, but
0: my wine wasn't exactly cheap. Yeah, well, you know, a schooner is the price of the pint, so... We're paying for the views, not the drinks. The view is spectacular, though, yes.
1: So... Um, Talking, talking stuff about games and so forth. Um, we've got a few games that we're both involved in at the moment. That uh, uh, some things we can talk about, some things we can't talk about. Uh, no world games we can't talk about those
0: because they're still in play, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next two, uh, the next two. Um ones are going how up but we can sort of say how are we going with it Uh, I would
1: say I'm going extremely ordinary in both games ordinary in both ordinary
0: in both Uh. bordering on bad in both (laughs) (laughs) well one of them I can say it's entirely depends on my um, depends on what my ally Chooses to do in the next two seasons. Um, another one I'm. Oh, you're lucky like, enough to build an ally up already. Nice. Kind look. of. Kind, I, I <laughs> hope. I hope. I hope. And the other one is, um, yeah, like you, ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what can you expect? <laughs> We've got a pretty tough crowd we're playing
1: against. Oh yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. That's true. yeah. And uh, in the boss game, uh, I'm, I'm not doing too well now. I, I knew that I would get to that point of time where at least on the boss side of things, the financial side of things, things would start going slowing down and then I would well and truly take a back seat. There's been a change in um, leadership though in the boss. But I mean I mean I've got the most amount of currency in the Russian ruble at the moment, which is also got the is it the highest or the equal highest number of SCs. But the hard part about all this is because I haven't been privy to all the Sorry, most of the, the big buys that went down when people bought things dirt cheap and have just been, you know, cranking out money ever since. I've you missed out on I've missed yeah. out on that so that I've got to a stage now where a lot of my currency at the moment I'm cashed out on, where I had previously bought enough of them, which went up, but now I don't have anything, so I can't trade them, whilst other players just keep selling 500, selling 500, selling 500. And as a result, they've got more and more spare cash. So what are they going to do? Pump
0: it into those currencies that are going to win them victory points. Which, which actually brings me around to a point. It surprises me that people aren't selling, you know, 499 units of a 100 currency. Yeah? Right. Because each time 100 units are sold, then it goes down one cent, yes? Yes. But if you sell 499 of that unit, it goes down four cents. It only goes down four cents, but you're getting as good as 500.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good point. I didn't. I haven't been doing that. i just well, no keeping, one's been doing that. I've just been you keeping know. round numbers
0: because it's easier for me to kind of go. Oh, okay. I think I did that right. I think most people have been. Yeah. Um. Quite interesting global press actually. I, was, I had a I had a pretty funny giggle at Scooper oh, Steve's um, press about. Um, Well, he's playing Spain, he's on a little island, um, and... (laughs) He just moved offside, didn't (laughs) he? Did he? (laughs) I've just retreated into it. And, um, you know, he's... He he, he sort of says to Ruff House, you know, Uh, I I agree with... uh, Sorry, he's talking to... You can't handle the truth. And he's saying, I agree with your assessment on the board, unless his antium disagrees with me, in (laughs) in which case I entirely disagree with myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just, it's good having a vassal state, having, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. So, Even uh, when I'm not doing well, anyway. But it does surprise me that some of these vassal states are still around. Um, well, I'd I love the think. Denmark can't be worth a lot anymore. Um, um, no,
1: no, but it's... I mean, we've got Wagadoos actually support holding um, Dublin, and we've also got Russia support holding Dublin. So I'm kind of guessing that both... Um, who's uh, Wagadoos? Doctor Recommended? Yep. And Russia, of course, is Rathaus. roughhouse. Well, we need to ask him you know, how to yeah, pronounce answers. Yeah. Yeah. But they've obviously um, significantly invested enough in uh, Denmark
0: not to get to the point where you're prepared to actually slit the guy's throat. And the guy must be like a bit of a barrier or a buffer, I suppose it could be. Yeah. Um, interesting stuff what's happening with France down in um, Spain at the moment there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Although, yeah, I, I must admit, I did
1: really, really like... Um, the way that Doctor recommended as Wagadu covered all of his bases. I was previously oh, had, a, I had a. I've recently had a fleet within the Straits of Gibraltar, which is basically the um, the far northeastern territory in the known world um, board within the Mediterranean. And he successfully got rid of me there. You know, squeezed me out, but closed off every single option I possibly had to retreat anywhere. <laughs> except oh, the <into> Sardinia, <laughs> oh, which okay. of course was my uh, Spanish ally, who oh. uh, is prepared to do everything that, you know, whatever he's what did you say
0: before? He's uh, um, <laughs> just prepared to uh, disagree with himself. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. Yeah. Um, and his old thing about you know, make printing currency as popsicle sticks. I, I was, it's, it's quite humorous. Um, but yes, this game is still ongoing. Um, I think actually this game is going to go a long time. Do you feel that?
1: I think it is. Yeah. Because I might be wrong, but I'm kind of thinking that there's a lot of reputation among some of these players where (laughs) there are definite alliances where I think they'll probably stick together for quite a while and then it comes down to whether some of those other players that aren't part of certain alliances can you know, crowbar
0: and leverage off those alliances, break them up a little bit. I I am definitely fascinated with... um, there's obviously a whole heap of vassal states occurring in this game. Yep, now. I think I'm turning you, into one of them. You could potentially <laughs> turn into one of
1: them. I'm like one of those Russian, Russian dolls where I've got my own little vassal state, but yet I'm the vassal state of somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Which is
0: clearly Russia. Okay, so if you're saying, if, if you are saying that the game will continue for quite a length of time, it would be quite interesting to see how the larger powers and the dominant powers on the boards will actually start trying to utilise their vassal states to their advantage.
1: Well, well I yep. think you're
0: already seeing it within the boss
1: environment, obviously, as we said before about both Denmark and France. Well, staying have seen, like, seen Egypt,
0: Turan, for instance.
1: Um, and Egypt. Sorry, all three of them are down to like one or two SCs, and they're clearly just basically being kept in the game just purely for finances, financial purposes. At the moment... Although, I wonder what's going to happen with Egypt longer term, because he's... (laughs) Okay, so everyone is obviously quite familiar with the real-life geography of Egypt. (laughs) Yeah, being at the top of Africa. Um, The only Egyptian SC at the moment is kind of where Pakistan is in real life
0: nowadays.
1: (laughs) He's like been progressively
0: shunting his way east, (laughs) building pyramids everywhere he goes. Which, which, which brings about it like it, it's just a fascinating variant. I I am enjoying. I'm, I'm still enjoying, um, gming it um, for the ball side of it, and um, I, I do I do really hope that um, because like you say that there's personalities involved in this, um, that it will come to some sort of um, happy conclusion in the end. Um, happy not, conclusion. <laughs> not. I don't people. know what you're smoking there, uh,
1: <laughs> Kano, because. As soon as Bozo decided to pull down my pants, and fuck me in the ass, um, I haven't been having a very happy time. <laughs> so, the big question, of course, is as we said in in one other uh, episode, how does Bozo do it? Well, the answer is good old fashioned stabbing. Yes,
0: well, um, that, that that could be one um, that, that that could be one uh, reason as to how he manages it. Um, but you haven't lost that many spaces off him, have you? I mean, yes, I've lost like. Two in, in oh. France, or what was modern France?
1: I've just That's lost a, Rome. Exactly. I've lost Dalmatia. I've lost four supply centres to him. And, you know, the rest of them are pretty close to going as well as he moves more and more down the Balkans. Uh, and then there's a question at that point in time, based on the way that um, Russia is moving, whether he's going to uh, come to my aid, or maybe it's a, a, a slight feint to go attack Khazaria more, or whether it's, you know, slam <laughs> tram- <laughs> straight to <at> me <laughs> and look like, if, if he does it he does it I kind of um, I accept that it's a game I've left myself open um, and that's that's kind of the hard part about this game is where particularly on a board like this where there's so many players and good quality players and good quality players all you've got to do is get yourself stupidly caught up in a maelstrom where you get sucked down the hole. Of trying to defend against or attack one particular player, and going, oh yeah, I trust my allies, and of course, yeah, that doesn't always work. That doesn't always work out. So, look, if, if Russia chooses to, to stab me, which he may do, I kind of must, I must admit, I kind of expect that I'd be set up as a, as a true vassal state, <laughs> um, mainly because he does still have a fair amount, and so does Germany. They both have a, a fair amount of my currency.
0: Well, so, oh, yeah, I mean that
1: might actually save you in the end. Yeah, maybe um, I need to cash out of my currency and commit to Seppuku or something. Yeah.
0: Seppuku. Well oh, well give you a um, give you supply centres to I don't know, Oxum perhaps. Yeah, actually
1: Leaf as Oxum, he's been a very he's been a good player to play with. Um, so sometimes things have worked out with him, sometimes they haven't.
0: But uh, all in all he's he's pretty good. Speaking of games with high-quality players, we've just started a game, um, it's Renascimento. Yes, kind of. Ones, kind of. When we say kind of started, I haven't even gone into it yet. We better go into it now. Um, well,
1: Actually, I, we all know who we are, aren't we? Well, yeah, 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 because it's just started. Um, this is the game, Pasta, Pizza and Popes, which I think is a lovely title. And you are Venice. I'm, yeah, I'm Venice. Cool. You like duck. What? Well, yeah, actually, Venice is, is uh, not a bad player to be. So there you go. Unfortunately, it's an unrated game. Um, uh, <laughs> but well, I, think, have I think to be. You wouldn't, you wouldn't play the game rated. I think at the moment, most of the games, almost, almost
0: all of the games bar one I'm in mean, at the moment are unrated. And I'm Siena. Uh, I'm Sienna. a ah. poor little single supply centre state there, squashed between um, Ferens and, and the Papal States. Apple, Papal apple, apple. Yeah Well the yellow player And he's Bozo So you know Oh right Hope um, Bozo the first Yeah Hope
1: Bozo the first Oh great we'll, we'll, And um, of course I'm, I'm kind of As soon as um Bozo Kind of eliminates Ferrara, He's right next On my doorstep And then of course I'm sure he'll be A great ally of mine Up until the point That I've left my back door open And then get <laughs> Fucked <with you>. again
0: <laughs> Oh well but, um, Well, well um, done Bozo Honestly Well done Good player, um, hats off. A couple other interesting starting points. Like Ruffhouse starts off as Turkey, mm-hmm. so maybe you could give him some advice there, um, Andy. I mean, you did win a game as Turk.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Turkey is, you know, they can still kind of get themselves established, and that's that's the main thing. I think it's a lot harder for France to get established compared to um, to Turkey. Who's playing France? Leaf. Oh God, Leif. Oh, good, good luck, luck mate. Leif. Yeah, good luck, <laughs> mate. <laughs>
0: wish you all the best
1: yep. well he's a good player so he's going to have to call upon all of his brilliance to kind of survive that run right? depends who's playing Savoia um, Savoia is Mapu Mapu uh, Mapu's oh, bloody yeah, good oh, too this yeah. is a problem we keep playing these games with
0: people who are better than us I'll tell you what it's really good to see Drano back it is yep. long, how, long has he, how long have he been dropped off the radar for? Oh, I haven't seen him for about two years Eh. Hey? wow yeah maybe a bit longer even yeah. So
1: this is interesting where people kind of come and go and I'll tell you who is also also, also back is Jimbo zig Jimbo zig Yeah. The yeah. old wolf. Whenever I whenever I saw his name I always thought of um Jimbo, you know the character from South Park? That was like he was the hunter or whatever like that. He was going around with his ex Vietnam vet mate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With the Blue rose shirt. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. So Jimbo Zick. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but so he's, he's playing well. Napoli. Yeah. Uh, Jimbo back, is he? Yeah, he's playing Napoli in the game. Oh shoot. Sure yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Jimbo. Um, it is no. Who's the other fellow? No, Jimbo hasn't actually gone. Sorry, Jimbo. Um, was... sorry Jimbo, you gotta believe <laughs> got kind of you know, get into Kane's heart oh, Poor uh, heart. Yeah. <laughs> um Oh, who's that other fella? Oh, it'll come to me in a second. And I'll it'll just burst out of me
1: at some point. Oh well, if you had your Wi-Fi working, you could probably check the forums. Um, so, yeah, so Look, I'll when we're recording this, I haven't yet gone back to anyone who's sent me messages because I've I was saying before to Kane, I've been quite busy the last couple of days with domestic chores, helping my um, father-in-law move house, which is interesting experience, I must admit. I don't know how many of our listeners help their seventy-plus-year-old parents or grandparents. Sorry, parents or. Um, what could be grandparents? I guess if you're younger, okay. or uh, in-laws move. But and I've spoken to a couple of people in, at my work. When like I kinda said explain my weekend, and they've all said the same thing about guys in their 70s when they move house have this incredible um, reticence to get rid of shit. Oh, yeah, and I literally imagine, they'll yeah. go through their shed and like go through this box and tell you the story about every single fucking bolt and every single <laughs> screw that they've got. And then they'll find this old, you know, box full of, you know, other crap that they've held back, which is, you know, full of documentation. i will take you through, you know, all these invoices and, and, you know, parties and invitations from, like, the AGM of some company from the, you know, the 1980s. It's like, get the fucking work done. Throw that shit away.
0: Mind you, you, I can't... You wouldn't have said that, but you would have used all your diplomatic ability to... I've I so kind of, of tried
1: to keep. keep try egg try egg to well. keep getting him to come back on task.
0: We are moving house. We are yeah, like we're house. running short time.
1: Oh no, no, no! Look, I'll, we need to get rid of that. No, no, no! Look, I'll, look, I'll just put it over there, and we'll kind of I'll look at that a little bit later. But don't worry, I'll get to it. It'll be all right. And um, you know, literally, this whole shed had just been put out all over his backyard, and he was just like moving piles from one location to another. and... It's not moving is it? No, I hate hate moving. I know. There's nothing worse. My wife had been recently talking about oh look, you know, maybe we should be moving in the next couple of years, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. You know. And um, after yesterday she came or when we were kind of driving home, she said there's no fucking way we're moving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Anytime I start talking about moving house just, you know
0: remind me of this experience. Anyway, we're druggers. Anyway, back to it. Um, web Diplomacy, um, mm-hmm. they've just recently introduced a couple of variants, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, two 1v1 games? Yep. And Known World, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, now. So, the 1v1 games, they've got, what, two of them, wasn't it? What, yeah, yeah, what are the yeah. new ones um, that they've got? France versus Austria and Germany versus Italy. Ah, yes. Okay. Both very balanced ones. Yeah. Um, and oh, actually really exciting to see you know, new variants being introduced to that site, to be honest with you.
1: Talking of WebDip, just for a second, did I tell you that I got knocked out of my, um, and lost my WebDip ch- web Championship game? Oh, you lost it? Yeah. Oh, no. It wasn't really too surprising, seeing <laughs> at the end of the opening phase Turkey, I had only three SCs.
0: Oh, right. Okay, Pretty much yeah. because
1: Austria had totally screwed me over. But I managed to get back to a point that I got about seven
0: SCs, so I don't know what that means for my team. Um, so, uh, so, so how, how is that running, I mean, are you knocked out of the tournament, or are you still in it, or? I don't know,
1: this is, this is the, um,
0: the one difficulty I have I guess with
1: the webdip site is because there's just so much random frequent posting that goes into the forums. Yeah. it's just forum threads just get buried and then when you eventually find that forum thread and start going through that forum thread everything is just so buried you can't work out what's going on so you know yeah. I could go back and um, and you know talk to the tournament director around that and around well so what's going on again and I suppose I could always <laughs> ask my fellow teammates about how do you
0: guys go but, <laughs> yeah, what's going on yeah uh, I, I mean, ending up with seven in a game is um, fairly respectable but huh? It, you, you did. I, oh, I guess you did lose. Yeah, Moscow Fleet won the game. No, General Gen- Lee. General
1: Lee as England won the game. Yeah, yeah and, and very, won it, he so. he did real. Well. Actually, the thing I liked about this game, and you can kind of see by looking at some of the caliber of the players, obviously because don't play web dip as much as I used to many 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 years ago. You know, some of these guys are on like thirty-one thousand points. And, <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> And generally on 7,000 books. And look, kan, you know who we're obviously familiar with on yep. both sides. Yep. Um, this was a very, very challenging game. So this was the World Cup Group C full press 1-2. Um, and it was hard. It was a really hard slog. And I had to really pull out my full nego- negotiating skills to be able to survive this. Because as I said, early in the game, I was just absolutely screwed. Um, when you kind of make an opening and you can only you can't pick up any SCs, that's just like that's death, disaster, that's a death yeah, knell. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: you opened up and so I opened up, so I went kind of you know, uh, your standard opening Black Sea to Bulgaria, yep, Yeah con to Bulgaria, yep, yep. Oh, sorry, yeah, con to Bulgaria it. and Carrot to Black Sea, yep, and um. And And then, smack bang, Russia and and Austria start working together from day dot, so the Austria picks up Bulgaria, Serbia and Greece.
0: (laughs) Wow, okay, yes, but thankfully he loses Trieste.
1: Yeah, but that that, that 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 was was actually a, a coordinated move with Italy. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was like... It was a deliberate... It was a deliberate move, yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, Mind yeah, you, at the same okay. time,
1: Italy kind of invaded Marseille, so they did very, so there's, very there's well.
2: A fair,
0: there's a fair amount of duplicity going on. Like three bills in Italy. Wow. That, that, you don't see that very often. No. no, not at all. Especially when I'm
1: playing it. Uh, so <laughs> it took a, a while until I was able to start, you know, coming back in this particular game. Basically, it got to a stage where... Russia, uh, started being attacked heavily by England. Yes. And, um, at that point in time, Austria decided to cash in, and I thought oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna go crazy, and managed to pick up Sebastopol from um, Russia. And, uh, later on, just held, held things together only because England was just steamrolling things through, that he made a really, really good tight alliance with France. Yes. And, um, very, very quickly England had obliterated Germany and had quickly taken down Russia and then turned his attention through to Italy. And uh, basically, long story short, you get to this situation, you see how he's kind of coming down here. And...
0: So I'm looking at spring 1906 and England has just moved into St. Petersburg, he's forced Munich, um, he's, um, he's had a go, he's, he's actually just moved to Paris and Brest. I I don't know how France um, survived this because he lost every single S.C. in spring
1: 1906.
0: Yeah. Although... Um, Although he managed to retreat into Spain. Oh, that's where it would happen, yeah. yeah. Um, And and Austria's quite significant. Russia's gone. Um, Italy's starting to lose significant... um,
1: Because then Austria had stabbed him and started attacking him.
0: Um, And then here's you, just sort of...
1: And I kept... Holding out. I I was always trying to um, get... During this particular game, and it was it was bizarre. It was like mind games on mind games. But um, I was trying to get France and Italy to make peace because they just kept you know poking each other in the eye. Whilst France, you know, appeared to be taken over by England, and Italy appeared to be taken over by Austria. I'm going like, guys, if you fucking act together. Yes. And they're like, no, 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 I don't trust him. And the other guys, no, no, I don't trust the other guy. And it's,
0: so who were the ones that were, dis- that were eliminated at the end? It was uh, Russia, Russia, Germany, Germany.
1: Yeah, and the rest of us survived. Survived a, an English, onslaught, an English win. Yeah. Well, congratulations, General Lee. That's um, yeah. He played really, really well, and um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got to, I've got to give credit where credit's due. He played exceptionally well. Um, we got to a towards the end there was a very much a concerted effort where austria who had been finding the whole game we ended up kind of coming to a negotiated settlement and uh um, traded supply sent we were trading supply centers with the view to try to actually get france to split away from england yes and france was making these demands i don't know if france was making these demands because he wanted that or he was basically being told by <laughs> england to save that, save that and pass yeah. that on yeah um but we got to a stage where we're trying to stalemate the board, but just just couldn't. And um, with unfortunately France
0: continuing to assist England, England won. Well, okay, so congratulations, and the tournament continues. Yeah. Well, good on you for survive. Like Sorry, was, um, last goes down. You know, uh, oh, a, a, har- a harsh environment <laughs> to, to, to manage. Yep. But you got there. Um, so I guess you need to chase up what the next step is. Are you still part of that World Cup or Um yeah, I better find out, hey? Yeah. Um speaking of tournaments, there's a one versus one tournament just about well, just starting up now. In Webdip, yeah. On Webdip. Um and it's a hundred it's nuts, yeah. There's hundred and um, ten players. And they've recruited from Webdip, they've recruited from VDip and they've recruited from PlayDip. I didn't know they were getting people from PlayDev as well. well. Five players, apparently. Oh, wow. have okay. um, come across to, to have a go. Um, and so the the, taunt, the the field looks pretty um, It's pretty epic. I mean, you've got some real big names there, um, ones that you just sort of look at and you, you, you recognise from the forums. Um, I recognise them from when
1: we've gone through our um, Hall of Fame yeah, pronunciation of Fame. and what the doctor <laughs> recommended.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I remember
1: uh, us talking about Dagabs and Chaka and...
0: Uh, Woosty Ezio's there um, We've got Pajama Man Pajama PJ Mansfield um,
1: Hello Right I haven't heard of him for ages Yeah yeah He was big must... over
0: in Bigger um, for a bit hey. Yeah
1: yeah and we kind of, you mentioned that um, Bozo the Clown is there, and I'm, I'm,
0: you thought maybe Bozo the Clown is Bozo from Dip. From VDIP, yes. Now, it'd be very interesting, um, given that, um, oh, and uh, give it away a bit, we've got a little interview coming up Whoops. later on. Um, uh, and we've just had a uh, momentary lapse in technology. Yep. Which allowed us to get a, a uh, another drink. A, another drink. <laughs> so, cheers. <laughs> <But> cheers. Cheers, yes. <laughs> I'm still
1: on the White Rabbit. So we talked about Bozo, the clown, potentially being Bozo. So, um... But, um i kind of lost my train of
0: thought here. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think what we were talking about at the time was the fact that uh, we kind of mentioned that later on uh, Devonian... I think, no, I said before, Devonian's in a separate group. So they'll kind of pass on for quite a while together oh, until yes, yeah. they get to round four, and then if they might just meet... At that point of time, if everyone's playing, if they're both playing well,
0: so that's your um, that's your that's your uh, prediction is that um, Bozo the Clown and Devonian will meet together in round four. Round four, four yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, well, I I happen to think that Yo Yo Yozo and Obi Jin Kenobi, mm-hmm. as well as um, Y Two K k JBK mm. and yes, they're very strong players. They I are.
1: I, I understand. They are they, yeah. are. they are. They are. That's true. But yep. are they? Are they strong in the force when it comes to one v
0: one? This will be wait to be seen. This will wait to be seen because, um, well, battery low now. Oh, battery low. This okay. is looking bad, folks. So, so we might move along. <laughs> um, so very quickly, we introduce. We, we, we have interviewed Devonian. Yes. Um, and well, without further ado, shall we? Um, skip to that? Yep, why not? So here we go and here's our interview with Devonian. So, welcome to another interview by um, the guys over at Diplomacy Games and today we're going to be talking to Devonian and I hope that I'm saying that correctly. Um, Now, Devonian is our reigning one versus one champ at V Diplomacy and I'm really hoping to pick up a few hints and ideas and tips in regards to, um, well, how to actually just smash your opponents, <laughs> really. Um, so, um, oh, I'm, so I'm Kana. And I'm Amity. Yep. And, um, and um, we're Devonia, so-
2: Hello. Yeah, it's a tough time hearing you in, the, in all that.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> I think I'll try to paraphrase. <laughs> okay.
1: So let's see how we go. Um, so uh, I'm Amy. he's Kena, um, and we're introducing our second interview, which um, we're hoping we're pronouncing correctly is either Devonian or as I've actually kind of um, guessed once or twice, Devonian. So um, how about you put us out of your, your, our misery and let us know how to actually correctly pronounce your handle? Sure,
2: yeah, I, I, I pronounce it Devonian, um, huh. kind of like the, the Devonian age of uh uh, fi- uh, the Devonian Age was the fish fish age, so that's where it's coming comes from.
1: That's right. The Devonian Age of the fish age. Was that like a yeah. period of time when?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: When fish had legs? Uh,
2: I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> it's kind. <laughs> I just thought it sounded cool.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I think I kind of mentioned once in one of the uh, the podcasts. I thought it was because originally that you were from um, Devon in uh, England. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, so so the main reason we've got you on today is really to talk around about one versus one. Um, I'll be upfront and say I don't play a lot of one versus one games. And the main reason being when they started getting introduced onto V Diplomacy, um, I did very, very poorly and probably got beaten by people such as yourself, Devonian. Uh, Devonian. See, I did it wrong again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and Arnie actually just played my first one versus one game for years um, a couple of months ago. So, I mean, one thing I guess what I'm interested in is, is how you, know, you got into playing one versus one, and and, and why that as a I suppose a specialist niche
2: for you. Well, I just kind of fell into it mostly because it was easy to start, easy to end. You could play fast, you could play slow. Um, I could get away with playing it at work. Um, don't publish my name, please. Um, but yeah, I, I could do it. I could do it wherever I wanted, and it was it was quite uh, quite easily to do. And that's that was the main reason I got into it. Uh, but I, I ended up finding that I really enjoyed it because there's a lot of subtlety in the in the the tactics and the strategy that you can learn and then apply to one v one. I mean, uh, full full um, uh, diplomacy games. Um, and I think it it played heavily into being a, a good uh, placing high in the, the 2013 Masters Tournament um, because I think if you're going for a solo, being superior in tactics is uh, kind of important because at, at that point, you're you're going alone. Um, and so you against everybody else. And so I kind of look at it as a, as a training for um, full-blown diplomacy games um, if you're going to go for a solo. So that's that's kind of where I got into it.
0: Do you do you find that when you're um, even at at the start of the game, when you're considering in in a regular game, full press, say um, that when you're because because you've got the with the one versus one maps, does that alter how you have a discussion with some of the other players?
2: Um, I'm sorry, but you you kind of broke up a little bit on that. Uh, can you repeat that?
0: Okay. Um, so when you're entering into discussion with other players, you've obviously got a strategic depth behind you with your tactics. Does mm-hmm. that um, assist you in um, really making uh, decisions on who to um, diplomatically ally with?
2: If I'm going to be playing uh, um, in a, f- a full full um, full press game, you mean? Yes. The skills that I got from the 1v1? Uh, absolutely, um, you know, to some degree, having the knowledge of superior tactics then can really enhance your diplomacy because you can somebody might su- suggest something that's not in their best interest tactically, and you can go along with it and act as though it's you know you're giving into them, and they owe you something later. Um, so so having a having a knowledge of the tactics, uh, I think, can give you a, a definite strategic advantage um, when you're in a full diplomacy game.
0: Mm. Um, now, I, I, I was looking through my history um, of board games, and uh, I think we played a game of Duo, which is, um, those people listening, is a. it's a fairly symmetrical map, um, uh, one versus one, and it was against you, Devonian, and you absolutely slaughtered me. I... <laughs> Just just got destroyed That's not um, hard kind of
2: um, <laughs> You said that this is a game of Duo? Yeah yep. Okay um, mm-hmm.
0: Now, but one of the things that Struck me was um, At the start of the game I, I, I sort of, I come out And I grab as many supply Centres as I can And uh-huh. looking back On it now, you, you kind of Skipped a couple of builds Early on to Get your positions um, much closer to my side of the of the duo map. Is that a common strategy to uh, take? No,
2: that's that's only part of duo. Um, pretty much all the other ones, you need to make sure you keep up uh, parity in terms of uh, gaining supply centers equal to your opponent, or uh, be, you know, getting more than your opponent. Um, but in duo, because the supply centers the, the build the build points are so far away from the front line. Sometimes you need to forego a build to get your your to advance a unit, and that's a difficult decision in the in the game of Duo. Um, but Duo is is the one that's very different than all the other ones. Some ways it's better, some ways it's worse, but uh, but it's definitely different than the other games. How is said. Um, well, mainly because you, th- there's no stalemate lanes. You can't, you, you can't stalemate do all. Um, there are probably four, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different lanes of attack if you are able to take out the middle sections. Um, without the, if the middle section still intact, there's four lanes of attack, um, and that still can't stalemate that. Um, the other thing that's different is that when you, uh, when you get a build it might take a full season or a season and a half before it's back up to the front line. So you might gain an advantage of a build, but lose that advantage by the next winter. And now, so you, so you have to kind of strategize how that is going to get into the front line. Um, So it's, it's a different, it's a different one V one when versus playing uh, Germany versus Italy or France versus uh, Austria or any of the other ones, and it's it's nice for that reason. But it's also, in some ways, it's it's kind of problematic because it has an awful lot of um, 50/50 guesses. And those 50/50 guesses kind of are unfortunate. It may have been that I made some really good guesses against you in that one game that I, I beat you. Um, and if you get those go your way early, then you know it, it could be a you know, big a big advantage for you. But there are there 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 seems to be the guesses in that. Uh, that one. No,
0: I, I like to think that there were guesses. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but In reality, you probably just knew. <laughs> um, but I, I just picked up on you about lanes of attack. Could um, you elaborate?
2: Yeah. You, um, the the one is up, uh, up. The two are on the sides by by uh, by your boats, your ships. They can come up uh, both sides. Can, you can come up either way. And the other one would be up through the channel and over, over, over the channel. Um, so those would be four right there. And then the middle section, if those those uh, neutrals are taken out, you can then go up through the middle. So those would be the three main channels of attack that you can have in that in that um, uh, in that variant.
0: So is that a um, obviously kind of translate across. Who say the France versus or Germany versus?
2: I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch that again.
0: Um, maybe
2: on that. You're breaking up a little I, bit. I
1: think. I think. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kana. You were asking something about maybe, maybe not. Um, how the actual tactics would it vary? Or, and I think we talked a little bit around that within duo versus a, a more classic map, which is one versus one, such as you know. France versus Austria, um, you know, whatever all those ones are.
2: Yeah. So are the tactics different? They're different in that the the the, the point at which you can build takes too long, Takes an extra turn or so to get up into the into uh, the fight itself, and so that's how that's the one area where it's really different. Um, so when you have a build, it might take two turn, two full years sometimes to actually get up into the fight. Um, and during those years, you might have to have a disband. disband. So um, that's really the only difference. The, the, the lanes of attack, not really. I mean, each each variant has their own lanes of attack. Um, but but in duo, they're more defined, I think. Whereas in uh, 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 France uh, versus Austria, um, they're they're really just you go either north or you go south. Um, but they're wider wider paths, and so there's a lot more variations in those lanes of attack on those. Um, whereas this one, it's a fairly narrow, there are four, four defined, fairly narrow lanes of attack, and then plus the middle if that ever opens up. So um, but the tactics... Ta- uh, go ahead. I was just actually going to say, this might sound a silly question, I mean,
1: about lanes of attack, but like if you've played, say, yourself France versus Austria or Germany versus Italy a number of times, Do you find that you tend to open with the same type of moves because you found that strategies worked or do you tend to vary that depending on who you're playing or what happens? Or you just wake Uh, up that day and go, hey, I want to give this a go?
2: I generally use a a very similar um, strategy to start. The very first move is usually pretty similar. Um, There are some variations and depends on who you're playing against. If you're playing against somebody that's highly skilled you're going to you're going to go one route um i think and if you're going to go and you, if you got somebody that you think may not be as skilled um you might take a little more risky route um but for the most part i go i i my very first move is the same after that um you know you may be that you may be de- decide it may be decided what you have to do in terms of getting your builds for that for the fall turn um but uh but then after that then it, then it pretty much wide it's wide open and and you've got to think through each move
0: now i i've I've heard um that one versus one variants are described um as a bit of a race for supply centers do you kind of agree with that idea or is there there's a bit more to it obviously but getting those supply centers is vital early on uh
2: it's not so much getting them it's Getting them equal to what your competitor has. So if if there's a situation where you know that they're going to get two, you got to make sure you get two. Um, if you end up getting one, then, uh, apart from duo, you know, duo is different. But on uh, um, the other uh, the, on the regular map, the, the classic map, um, if they if your opponent's going to get two, you need to get two. Um, and if you, if if you can you, if you can you can do it by preventing them from getting their second one. You know, so maybe they only get one and you only get one. But you just have to make sure you keep parity so that's it's the same number of builds or you or you have an advantage. Um, and that's, that's, that's fairly critical in the first uh, three years of play. After the, after that, then it becomes less critical. Um, but it is still important even after that. Uh, but the first three years, it's pretty critical to, to, to match it. Now, as far as a race, I wouldn't say it's a race except for the, the EVT um, the EVT, that's really just a race. There's there's very little tactic in in there. Um, I guess it's a very balanced board, but that's because it's a race. Whoever can race to the, the SC's the quickest. Um, and since they're they're on the far, far end of the board, it's it's really just a race. So, um, but all the other ones, I wouldn't say it's a race. It's really a matter of um, strategically paying attention to who, who's going to get what and making sure that you don't fall behind. Yeah.
1: Tavani, I've got a question for you, which is a bit left field. Um, and I've noticed this a, a point that's been made by some players on the site, uh, particularly in the context of gunboat games, where they feel that gunboat games don't actually represent, uh, or aren't really, should be considered diplomacy games because there, you know, there's actually no engagement, there's no, um, you know, manipulation behind the scenes or just working and partnering, everything like that. I can imagine. People who have that view on gunboat games may also have a similar view on one versus one games because presumably you're not really talking to the other player because there's no advantage other than maybe, I don't know, taunting them or lulling them to a false sense of security. What's your take on people who play game, actual diplomacy games, who don't necessarily feel that one versus one is proper diplomacy?
2: Well, I, I would probably agree with them. It's, it's, it's not diplomacy. You're not, you know, there's no diplomacy going on whatsoever. Uh, sometimes I offer, you know, you know, a draw with the other player right at the start, right start or an alliance and somehow that doesn't work out. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 really a training in tactics and strategy so that you can improve your diplomacy game. That's my opinion. You know, I think I think diplomacy, full full press diplomacy is the full diplomacy game. And that's the game that this is really just training for that. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the training for it. It's, it's fun, but uh, um, but I love the full diplomacy game as well, I although I haven't done it in quite some time.
1: So viewing um, both one-versus-one games and full diplomacy as, well, sorry, one-versus-one as, as a training, effectively, full diplomacy, do you find either one-versus-one or full diplomacy are in themselves training for how you deal with issues in real life, work-related Relationship-related or anything like that. Like you're using tactics or strategy that from from
2: from the games to apply to real life conditions. You know, I don't. It it could it could develop into that, but I don't. I don't think that it does for me. Um, But yeah, it doesn't for me, I guess. But I could see how it might where people might use it uh, to their advantage, using their their negotiation skills, because that's basically what you're doing. Correct. Uh, the thing, though, is that in a lot of diplomacy games, um, uh, lying is is involved, and that's something that uh, normally I try to avoid in my real life. <laughs> no, that's a good good measure to have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Ian, um, you're recently signed up for the inaugural Web One One internship. Are you excited?
2: I'm I'm sorry. You, uh, I think you're cut up, but I think I think you're asking about the the new tournament at uh, uh, WebDip. Yes, and when yes. you're excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I think it should be fun. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, the ladder tournament that's going on right now in, in uh, uh, VDIP is uh, all the competition is really really tough, and so and that gets that gets tiring. I wouldn't mind having some some you know easy kills out there once in a while. <laughs> So I'm, <laughs> I'm oh, kind of looking forward you. to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, th- with the ladder tournament, all the people at the top are really tough, tough competition. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to, to get on there. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, I, I like to say easy kills, but, uh, um, but you know, sometimes there's a lot of players that really surprise you. Um, and they, and they, uh, they come out of nowhere and I'll say, wow, that was a, that was a tough player. Uh, so I'll have to I'll have to play that double elimination. With every game, will have to be um, really thought out, and I'll have to assume that the person is a sleeper, and uh, um, and and go at a full force. But uh, I, I, I suspect I will encounter some that are very easy games, and uh, and hopefully I won't have too many of the sleepers where I'm where I'm caught caught off guard. But uh, um, I am I am excited about it. You. Yeah.
0: It's a bit of a sleep. You haven't been over to Web Dip for a long while, and do you think you'll catch them um, unawares?
2: I haven't been. Over, let me see if I heard you correctly. Um, I haven't been over to Web Dip in a while. You think I'll catch them unaware? Yes. Um, no, I, I think uh, um, I think they will probably. I think there'll be. A, I think a few people have mentioned something to me and welcomed me to, into the tournament. So I think that they'll they'll kind of understand that uh, um, there's going to be good competition in that tournament.
1: So for those players who haven't done work one versus one before, uh, either in the coming up to the tournament at WebDip and they've decided okay to put up their hand, um, obviously that's probably a good idea for them to have a bit of practice and play a couple of games first before the tournament starts. Uh, without kind of giving away gameplay and giving them too much of a leg up, what type of um, what type of things should they be doing to improve their skills for the tournament, apart from playing?
2: Um, well, like we already talked, um, you gotta go gotta go for uh, keeping um, your SC count equal to your comp- opponent. So that's the one. That's the main thing, mm. um, you know, st- strategically. And since they're not playing duo, then that that rule will account will. You know, matter in uh, France versus uh, Austria, um, but the other thing is, is you have to remember that the opponent, the neutrals are not the opponent. Uh, it's the uh, the opponent, the other player is the opponent. So you need to go after the other player, not the neutrals, um, and only go after the neutrals if uh, um, if there's if you need to, to maintain your SC count, um, and then just mainly stay on the offensive. You know, go after the other the other player and just keep on the offensive. Don't uh, don't sit back and, you know, let the other person dictate the game. That's mainly the, other, the main thing. Um, all the other tactics and everything that, you know, you can't really give quick advice on that. That's that's got to be learned from trial and error and um, whether or not you support a, a support by supporting or support by cutting support. Um, you know, those are those are the, the the subtleties that you have to learn by playing. I think
1: with, the, with obviously V diplomacy, there's many more one versus one variants there compared to web dip, which has got two presently. Um, amongst mm-hmm. all the, varied, the various variants at um, web diplomacy, I'm sorry, V diplomacy for um, one versus one, do you have a favourite and why?
2: Uh, probably Germany versus Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think it's kind of an it's it's imbalanced in the way that you have to do the attack, but it's fairly balanced in terms of the way the outcome is, the the, the advantage that either team has. Um, although I do think that Germany has a, a bigger advantage over over Italy, um, but uh, that that's been my favorite so far. France versus Austria is very good. Um, actually, Germany versus Austria is pretty good. If you do a um, you have to do the um, classic vs. Um, the only thing is you got to make sure you don't pick uh, choose your choose your company uh, country on that one uh, because if you do that then uh, then it'll crash. But uh, um, the classic VS yes, Germany versus Austria is a good I think a really good one. Um, I hate England versus Turkey. I don't like that one at all. and I stay away from the Russian the, like the juggernaut Germany versus uh, Russia. I think those are a little bit too lopsided. And, and, and duo is duo is good. To a degree, um, but it uh, it can get it can be wearisome um, because you have to get so much of an advantage over the other player because um, it's not a simple majority of uh, the SCs, um, and sometimes it can be wearisome. But um, that's a nice that's a nice one uh, as well.
1: What do you think of? Um, I would say... some of the other ones like all of the American Empire, Civil War, um, Cold War, those type of ones you've played them before as well oh you
2: know what cold war is a great variant too Mm uh that's the one that's the one uh with uh u.s against uh russia yeah yeah, that's 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 a great one uh that's a that's a great one um uh, the civil war is is kind of a fun one but i think it's it's kind of lopsided um but uh, and also it's a very huge board so if you end up playing the whole thing out it's like forever um but, but yeah, the, the Cold War is a good one. That's that's actually a very nice one.
1: That was the one I played recently, which I really enjoyed. And, and it's interesting, from this um, conversation we've been having, the whole idea around about trying to keep up on the SC count, but I fell behind and found it really hard to fight back, which I did, um, yeah. ended up winning the game. But it, it was it made it really hard once you start you know, losing and going behind in the SC count. It, it's, it's a killer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, that, that's sorry. another. That's okay. a, that's actually an, that's actually another variant where if you do get behind, there is a chance at coming back, um, which is really nice about that variant. Um, some of the other ones that Germany versus um, Italy, it's once you get behind, or France versus Austria, once you get behind, it's very tough to re- recover from that. Um, but but on the Cold War, um, you, you can you can recover in the, from a. Deficit early on.
1: Being the, uh, the current one versus one master, if I could put it that way, um, is there any one versus one variants that don't exist at the moment on the sites that you're aware of and think should be ported across or would love to see just created conceptual ideas that you think could come to life?
2: Uh, other 1v1 um, variants?
1: Yeah. Is there anything out there that you're aware of that hasn't actually made it onto the sites yet that you go, hey, that would be great to play? if someone was to actually put it onto the site or just even if you had your ideas of what would make a great variant that doesn't exist at
2: the moment. No, I haven't I haven't thought, I don't know of any other ones. The only thing that would be nice is it would be if the uh, Germany versus Austria was one that was didn't have to be set up through the classic VS um, and had its own variant. Because um, I think that that one's, the few times I've played, I haven't played it a lot, but the few times I have played it, it was a pretty balanced uh, balanced one. But that would be the only one that might and that's still there. You can just you just have to create it through the classic VS. One thing I have noticed because I had a quick look
1: before we, we caught up around some of the games you've played, particularly obviously the one versus one games, and they're they're very varied around um, the different types of games. But I did notice I didn't see at all any lepanto there. Have you played that one versus one game?
2: Yeah, I have played that a number of times. Um, the problem with that is that it's so easy to stalemate. It's so crowded and it gets it gets stalemated. I played it. I probably played that half a dozen times, maybe a dozen times. Okay. It must um, have been a while ago. <laughs> I think I stopped yeah, going yeah, back
1: I, after about three or four screens.
2: Yeah, I, I found out that it's so it's it's so easy to stalemate and uh, and uh, that, uh, that it just didn't it didn't appeal to me anymore, so I stopped playing it.
0: So so Devonian, who who is your um, largest or competition who, who do you um find that you struggle with um to beat the most
2: who do i struggle with the most um well over the years i would say that the 1v1 competition has really stepped up its game um when i when i played the first tournament of uh, three or four maybe five years ago um that the competition was a lot weaker than it is now. Now it's uh, anybody in the top ladder, top part of the ladder, they're a good competition. Um, but um, I would say Bozo is definitely one that I struggle with. Um, he, he's uh, he's the one that uh, that definitely makes me work for my uh, my victories or or draws. Um, so, but he's he's probably the toughest one that I've I've seen lately.
0: Um, he's a he's a tough player, isn't he?
2: Yeah. How does he do it? How does he? does he do it? He do it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make. He does not make many mistakes. Um, so he's he's pretty good at it.
0: Um, now, in um, this bit of uh, for the for uh, you,
1: can kind of you're breaking oh, up. I kind can't hear a word you're so saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> so what what made you to start with variants in the?
2: Yeah, I didn't catch any of that either. I think I think he said, uh, "What made you start playing variants in the first place?" Oh, um, I I started playing. Well, I, I was playing on WebDip um, quite a bit, and then somebody invited me to play a game of Chaos on VDip, and I came over to Chaos and played that, and uh, that's when I kind of pretty much ported over my almost all my games to to using uh, to VDip. I think I think the people on V uh, V dip are a little more polite in many ways than the the web dip the web dip players. Sometimes they can be pretty harsh. Um, and so then I started I played played that one and I I found that one to be in, enjoyable. And then I just started playing a few of the other other uh, variants. I stick mostly to uh, the classic board and variants to the classic board. Um, but uh, once I st- once I moved over there, I, I just. You know i enjoyed the community i enjoyed the the variants i enjoyed the 1v1 games cool Hmm. do you have any more questions
0: oh no oh yeah 40 minutes and um no no i
1: think i think the biggest question you've got is how can you improve your recording oh
2: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i'll have to figure that out
2: well you you might be um, able to dub you know dub it in um you know, kind of fix it, fix it later. Do what I did last time around <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Well, sorry about my side of the recording on it, um, but no, I'm definitely going to have a look and see if I can't join up a a, a one versus one game in the near future. Maybe Cold War.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cold War is a good one. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Well, um, yep. Devonian, thank you very, very much for your time and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day and good luck in all your games and especially in the 1v1 tournament over at WebDip.
2: All right, well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me to, to this interview. No worries at all. Oh, thank you. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Okay.
0: Bye-bye.
1: And we're back. How <laughs> hey, did you guys like it? Good? That was awesome. I think um, I learned a lot from him. At the same time, though, it's got me thinking, when will I play another 1v1
0: game? And I think it will be very soon. What about you? Um, well, I'm definitely keen on playing a, a Cold War game. Yep. Um, if not a duo, but definitely a Cold War. I, I mean, I've recently played a
1: game of Cold War, as I mentioned in the interview, and um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm kind of thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe you and I should have a Cold War game against each other.
0: Yeah, so we could cover it on the next uh, next next podcast. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that potentially. Potentially, um, just a couple of things. Um,
1: yeah, it's not all about us. Let's talk about Devonian, Devonian, which we know is definitely Devonian, not Devonian. Thanks to the uh, the age of Earth's history when fish ruled the world.
0: <laughs> Learn something new every day. I, eh? know, I had to
1: check the Wikipedia entry afterwards to double check all that, but he's
0: bang on. He's bang on. <laughs> um, well. I, I, one of the takeaway things for me was this idea of lines of attack. Yep. You know, like to have avenues, like thinking about um, areas of the board where you can move forward. Um, oh, forward. yeah, that was a great thing, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just never really thought of the board that way. You know, I was kind of, you know, like it's kind of like a, a evolving amoeba to me, you know, like going yeah. in all different directions. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, provided you keep your centre safe, you've got this, you know, outgrowth on all your borders. But, you know, it's obviously a different way of looking at it that I, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I mean I was the same way and normally I kind of view things where you, you, you've got your you just like power ahead, three basically you go straight ahead, or you go like this blanking type of maneuvers. And yep. it was kind of similar and the fact that he talked around, particularly in duo, about this, you know, you've got about four or five different lines of attack really
0: opened it up. So I don't know, maybe maybe we should play duo. You have a game of duo? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe we could have a game of both. The other thing I really took away from it was this idea of parity. You know, to remain, oh, yes, yes. Um, if not equal in supply centres as it's going, but equal or ahead. Yep. And it doesn't matter um, if you're just getting one supply centre that turn, provided the other player only gets one. Yes. Yeah, just to be at that equal point throughout the whole of
1: that one versus one game. Yeah, and that was something that really came in and that... that um, I mean, I recently had that Cold War game where I lost that parody. And I was finding it really, really hard at that point. And that was just like from being one SC behind. Yeah. Because automatically, your opponent can start creating that line of attack to start outflanking you. And then as soon as that happens, you start peeling the onion and you're out of the game. And I was very, very fortunate enough to be able to to come back. As, as Devonian mentioned, you you can come back in Cold War and, um, and turn the tables. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope you guys have really enjoyed the interview and you get a little, little bit from it. Our battery is starting to run low. It's got this it's got battery certain, low message um, that keeps flicking up every two seconds on the recorder. Um, which which could kind this... of indicate that it's going to die at any second. Um, however, I also just wanted to quickly touch... I've, I've had a few... Um, I'll be keeping in touch of uh, what's going on with the known world variant as it's being introduced into web diplomacy. Yeah. Um, and so everything from, oh my god, I can transform units, fucking awesome! Exclamation, <laughs> exclamation <laughs> mark.
1: Apologies for that cut out, but uh, we're literally down to no batteries and the thing just died, and has managed <laughs> to resurrect started. it by smashing the batteries on the ground, which I have never ever seen.
2: Uh, so, you better get to your yeah, point yeah, quickly, okay, Kane, point... before it
0: dies again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, everything from, um, oh my god, you can transform units to, um, holy shit, how do I actually, what happens if someone attacks the units? What happens? Um, so, uh, uh, um, to, you know, the colours. They don't like the colours at the start. You know how... Um, at the start of the game, when you're um, talking to each other in global, now yeah. uh, it comes up the the text is in the colour of the uh, country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of... They you don't know, like the colour. They don't like the colours, which I find a little strange because the colours were lifted straight from the um, classic diplomacy map. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Um, plus a bit of um, modern in there as well. Um, but don't worry, the colours will change as of spring 901 where you've made your first moves... It'll come into your country and then black text, essentially. So it becomes easier to read.
1: Does
0: it? It does. Yes. It doesn't stay just. In Actually, and I, I've never—I've forgotten about that. But I remember
1: when it was ported across originally to V and I remember at the time everyone was bitching about the colours.
0: Yeah. Until they, until they, they, the first they, season,
1: yeah. Oh, and then I it never. Drops I,
0: into um, yeah the title of the country and then you know black text.
1: There you go.
0: Something um, you learn something every day. Well, you learn something again every day. (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) Apart from smashing back.